This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name is Tanya Friedman, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Kinetics USA. We are joined by our nurses and our expert panel. Before we get started, uh, Ryan and Felipe, do you want to maybe introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves? Okay, uh, I'm Ryan Victorino. I'm a registered nurse here in Rhode Island. Um, I've been here since uh, 2017, March 2017. And, and I just bought a house. Uh, after coming here in America, I bought a house in like one year and six months. Wow, Ryan, that, that is amazing. So after one year, after 18 months, you were able to buy a house in the US. So that is an incredible accomplishment and I'm sure something that you're very proud of. Vong, do you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody who's watching a little bit about yourself? Hi, yes, uh, good day, everyone. Well, my name is Vong Kakpal. I'm a registered nurse by profession, but I haven't taken my NCLEX. So I've had experiences as a nurse way back home in the Philippines singapore and in the uk but when we arrived here in the us it was only my wife who is a nurse but luckily enough we we were able to uh, sell our house in the uk and we we saved some money and then we you know we were able to uh, to uh, to uh, 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 buy a house uh, on on just my wife's uh, uh, as a worker at that time okay, okay. Thank you for sharing some background about your story, Bong. Felipe, do you want to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Tanya, for uh, you know allowing us to be here. Um, I'm Felipe Arias with EXP Realty. Been a real estate broker here in San Diego, California since 2004. And like many of you, I'm also an immigrant. I uh, came here from Peru in 1989 and I can say I'm proud to be living the American dream like a lot of you are actually doing or looking forward to. And I, I'm happy to share all the knowledge about how to become a homeowner in the US. Okay, well, we can't wait to pick your brain, Felipe, and find out all the questions that any uh, nurse would like to hear about and how to find a home, how to finance a home, what is escrow, what is, um, you know, what is a mortgage? What is refinancing? So all of those topics are really important uh, to know and educate yourself. Hugo, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yes, thank you. Um, well, I've been a uh, mortgage loan originator for the past six years and uh, five years with Mission Federal Credit Union. And um, yeah, we are... I don't know if you guys are familiar with Credit Union, but we're a local depository bank um, that only works in the county of San Diego. Uh, we also help people in different California as well. And um, yeah, so I've been uh, yeah helping people to realize their home buyers experience, helping them to uh, from first time home buyers to uh, people that are looking to uh, up from a smaller home to a bigger home, also to uh, refinance people to. Uh, yeah, to be able to either load down the interest rates or cash out. So, um, yeah, 
that's uh, that's what I do. Okay, well, Hugo, we're really excited to have you on the panel because I think that there are a lot of questions about just some of the things that you even just mentioned now. Okay, so we're going to get started with the topic at hand. We're going to be talking about buying a house and questions like, can a non-citizen buy a house? What is how to find a house? Um, how do you finance a house? How do you make an offer? What is escrow? How do you refinance a house? How do interest rates work? So a lot of different uh, topics that I think are going to be really important for many nurses. I'd like to start with Bong and Ryan. Um, if you can share with us um, just a little bit about your story of buying a house. How did you go about finding a house? How long did it take you to make the purchase? Just share a little bit about your, your story. Let's maybe start with Ryan. Okay, so in 2018, um, I was working with this um, mental health worker, TNA, and she told me that she bought a house and she was, so I was amazed and inspired. I told her, hey, congratulations, you bought a house. I, how I wish I could also do that. And she was said, yes, you can do that. You're a nurse. And then I said, um, I don't think so because I just came here last year and I'm just new here in America. And what? And she said, why don't you try it? There's nothing wrong trying. And then that come into my mind that, yeah, you're right. There's nothing wrong in trying. So the next day um, I called my bank, the Navy Federal Bank, and then I said, hi, I'm Ryan. Um, and Brian, um, I want to inquire about buying a house in like this. And then the question that uh, registered into my mind, like, um, how long have you been here in America? And I said, um, one year, more than a year. And then he said, oh, you should be at least two years here in America. And then the next question that he asked, um, how long have you been working in your job? And then I said, also a year. And then at least two years here but anyway we will try how much do you need and then i gave a particular figure and then he said okay we'll call you back and then after two days he called back oh congratulations you're approved you can find your house so i was really happy and um very happy that time so i started we i and my family started looking for a house like it was so much fun. It was a journey of different houses in 2018 until such time that I was blessed. I was able to find a, a nice house, a big house, um, just in front of the hospital where I am presently working, like totally across the parking lot. Wow, Ryan. <laughs> a, a nice neighborhood. It, it was owned by a uh, doctor before so I, I was really blessed to have this house right now wow ron what a great success story and i love the fact that you were willing to try because i think for many nurses when they come into the country they think it's going to take me many years to be ready or i have to be a citizen to buy a house so there are a lot of myths and and misconceptions about buying a house actually also my misconception buying a house yet like i think what was in my mind that time i could just probably buy a house after five years or ten years because never i ever thought that i would be um approved to buy a house until such time i tried so my 
learning is that there's nothing wrong in trying. Nothing wrong in trying. So Christine is saying idol. I think you're her idol, Ryan. That is really inspiring for so many nurses who are watching from all over the world. And um, Bong, do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about your story and, and uh, how your, your, um, your journey of, of getting to the point of buying a house? Yeah, uh, it has always been a dream for us to come here in America. Uh, so when that time happens, that when my wife passed the NCLEX, so we started like building a, a dream house in our, in our own dreams. And, you know, so we, uh, that came to reality when we arrived here in the U.S. Uh, July 2018. And so when we arrived, we started, you know, like uh, uh, looking on uh, Google and how much can we borrow in because uh, when we arrived it was only my wife who's working at that time i was looking after our two kids and my my wife wasn't driving at that time yet so i i'm looking after the family i'm i'm the house bun at that time so <laughs> so uh, and uh, yeah we, we were reading like google uh, looking at uh, how can how can we afford to buy a house if it's only my wife working how much uh, money is the uh, is the deposit how how much is the the uh, actual yearly income supposed to be something like that and we have doubts as well we are excited at the same time we have doubts if we were able to fulfill that dream uh, so but we, we 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 didn't stop there actually we just continue reading we read about the conventional loans we read about uh, fha and we, we like what Ryan said, somebody told us about that uh, you have to ha be here in the U.S. for two years before buying a house. But then so shall we, uh, my wife and I were talking like, uh, shall we ask or shall we not yet? So but then then again, we, we continue to search for the house even without, you know, like asking somebody if we are going to be approved or not. So we went to look for new houses, uh, 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 built houses secondhand. So we compared and uh, we were able to uh, see a lot of uh, model houses uh, here in, the, in uh, Wesley Chapel and in Orlando. And then uh, every, every uh, uh, sales associated to these builders, they're asking us if we have already been uh, uh, assessed or uh, have, we, have we been uh, pre-approved yet? And we said, uh, uh, do we need to pre-approve now? And they say, uh, yes. But uh, we, we, we still have that in our mind that if we are ask, going to ask for a pre-approval, our, our uh, credit, uh, uh, credit score go down. Is it a smooth check or a hard check? So we are scared at the same time. So we didn't go there yet uh, uh, straight away. So we just keep going. And then when we found the, the, the perfect place for us to settle, uh, the perfect model of the house that we really, really like. We didn't, you know, when we when we saw the the model of the house, we didn't want to uh, get out of the house. We wanted to just, you know, like want <laughs> to move in right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just buy this house and we stay here now. And even our kids were really excited at that time. So then um, the sales associate into this uh, builder says, "Why don't we just do uh, an assessment?" And then so we still have a doubt in our mind, but come on then, we'll, let's do it. And then so we, we have the assessment. It was my wife working at that time. She's the only worker at that time. So we had it assessed 
and then we waited like a, a week time and then this uh, this uh, staff from uh, from uh, whoever assessed it gave us uh, an email and called us that uh, my wife is approved and we just uh, you know over to the moon at that time celebration yeah and then she said you go back to the the sales office and just you know uh, get get the the lot the, the lot that you really like and then start your uh, your dream home so wow we, um, what yeah, a so, what a great story so we drove down to because uh, we were we were in Orlando at that time so we mm -hmm. drove down straight away here in Wesley Chapel and talked to the sales office uh, staff we closed the property we cl we closed the uh, the the lot and then we started you know like uh, building the the property and so that was the start and uh that was um november 20 when we closed the the lot uh 2019 and we finally moved here in in the property um, June 15, the following year, 2020. Okay. So it was like yeah. six weeks of uh, um, of uh, uh, the building permit, and then uh, so many months, five and a half months for the the actual building. And we were on the way. We were really excited, you know, because we were part of the process and uh, and everything up to the end. Wow, Bong, I love it. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second there's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. So we're gonna move to the experts now to Hugo and Felipe. And um, we have a question about what what were the conditions of accessing a loan, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about financing a, a loan. And you know, do you need a down payment? Um, what is the mortgage loan process? Do you have to get pre-approved beforehand? What kind of documents do you need? What are the common errors ma people make when they're financing a home? So we're going to talk about financing a home and also just bring in a little bit about the credit because Bong said he was worried about his credit. So Hugo and Felipe, if we can talk a little bit about financing a home. Um, and before we actually talk about the financing, I'd love you also to share with, with the viewers what are the benefits of owning your own home? So go ahead, maybe uh, Hugo, if you want to maybe start with this one. Sure. Um, yeah. Thank you again. And uh, first, I want to say Ryan Bong, congratulations. That sounds amazing. Very inspiring story, for sure. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of benefits of owning your home. I mean, one that on the long term, you're going to save a lot of money because you have the ability to build equity on a home. So you're also paying, you know, your more when you pay in every month, it goes towards your mortgage of building that bringing down the principal. And also, there's also a tax benefit with the interest that you pay as well. So, which is, you know, so in a way you have two different advantages of actually being able to pay your mortgage. And in the future with rent skyrocketing and you'll be able to have like a stable monthly payment, you're also gonna eventually, or potentially in the beginning, save more money than if you were renting out. So there's also say that the wealth that some homeowner can accumulate versus somebody that rent is about 80 times 
more than a person that, yeah, that's just renting out. So that's one benefit. Then, um, Hugo, can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, why are you going to be uh, saving so much more money with when you invest in, in a house? So one is uh, you're building equity, right? So when you're building equity, let's say that your monthly payment is, you know, $2,500 for your total mortgage of your taxes, your insurance, your principal and your interest. Principal and interest is what it goes directly into the home itself into the principal is what's going to build your equity and the interest is the is what you're borrowing from the bank that's the interest that you're borrowing from the bank you also have your taxes your property taxes uh which he varies by state and then you also have your what is called the hazard insurance right you want to have an insurance to protect your home and in some cases if you put under 20 percent uh for the most part you will have something called mortgage insurance okay so, I'll, you know, combining all those fees and expenses, if you have a condominium, uh, you will also have what is called an HOA, very likely, a homeowners association. And uh, so, yeah, so all combined, when you're paying down the mortgage, you're also going to be building down equity on that home. So when you're building down equity throughout the long term, you know, most programs are spread out through 30 years. So, you know, you might pay try to pay down sooner than the 30 years or you will try to refinance along the process to reduce your monthly payments. So after all, by paying down this equity, the moment that you either try to sell your home or refinance, you're going to have some extra money that what you pay, it went down towards these homes. So for people that eventually try to retire, that could be their, you know, what I mean, their savings, right? Because that money went in and it never went out where when you're renting a home in the different, you know, you're actually paying somebody else's mortgage. You're helping somebody else to achieve this dream to be able to pay off this home. So, um, yeah, does it make sense? Okay, so that's very helpful information. And both Bong and Ryan, when they were sharing their stories, were talking about um, the process of getting um, approved. Can you talk a little bit about that, Hugo? And also, um, how much is necessary? Because you said 20%. Is that necessary to put down 20% deposit? How does that work? Oh, that. thank you for that. It's such a great question. And, uh, and it's such a big misconception because you actually don't need 20% down. In fact, now uh, the conventional loan limit is 548250 so you could actually go down with 3% down in a lot of cases. And uh, there's also first-time homebuyer programs that they can actually help you to potentially complement the older 3% down. There's also ways to finance the closing cost. Typically, what we recommend is to put at least 5% down because 5% down will give you the ability to, uh, yeah, to be able to you know, get into the lower threshold of the mortgage insurance and um yeah and it also helps you to keep more money in your pocket so this loan limit the 548,250 that's a max that's a conventional loan limit in in the entire united states however there's also high balance conventional which is above the threshold and states that uh they're more expensive to purchase a home they actually have a higher loan limit and uh depend of the city the county and the state it actually varies, but when, as long as you're within the conventional, the conventional high balance conventional loan limit, you can put at least five percent down. Which, for a lot of people, that helps them. You know, if they have a pretty good income, 
then uh, or income that helps with what is called their debt to income ratio, which I can I'll talk really quick about debt to income ratio as it's very, very important also to know. Okay. So that's going to basically what you're doing is uh, and what the banks and they're calculating is that um, is that you're going to be able to afford this home and you're not going to put yourself in a situation that you're not going to be able to make payments. Or if you make payments, then you're not going to have any what is called the residuals like money that you have for your own expenses to take care of yourself, pay your other, your other debt, whatever expenses you have. So typically uh, the, you know, and this is something that uh, I believe Ryan talked about, which is, uh, you know, who provides the conventional loan limit, the conventional loans in the United States, which is bigger players are Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, which are the ones that can, you know, the help that the 30 year fix stays on the rate and, uh, you know, be able to be affordable. Then you also have what's called FHA loans, which uh, also Ryan talked about and VA loans for veterans. And um, there's also what they're called portfolio programs for other banks, but I'm not gonna talk yet about this. Do not try to confuse anybody. Uh, so the reason why I mentioned this uh, different organizations is because they each have a different debt to income ratio in order to purchase based on your situation, okay? So what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, they usually allow you to go between a maximum of 45 to 50% debt income ratio, okay? Sometimes they might do a manual underwriting to like 51. Yeah, so, so what does that actually mean, Hugo? And then, so the meaning is, the debt income ratio is your total monthly obligations, okay? So let's say, no, excluding you know your cell phones or your electricity bill but the monthly obligations with credit okay in this case could be your credit cards your auto loans uh personal loans and then uh and then what happened is your monthly payment on those get all that up and then um and then they divide that by your total income your gross income so in this case you know when somebody's employed uh, they're going to receive something what is called a W-2, okay? And the W-2, uh, it's going to break down what they earn annually, okay? And this could be a combination of salary or hourly income and uh, plus bonuses and so on. So uh, something that Ryan and Bong mentioned, it was about the two-year history, okay? So what they do is that they look at, if you're, an, if you're employed, they're going to look at your salary income as what's your monthly income, right? So they look at your, you know, what your monthly income is, and then they what they do is they divide your total monthly debt obligation by your monthly gross income. That's gonna give you a number, okay? Now, to get your debt to your full debt to income ratio, which is gonna tell you what you can afford, there's gonna be they're gonna add to that what your monthly obligations will be on your home as well. So if you have, let's say, a $500 monthly obligations with credit cards, auto loans, and so on, and let's say that your mortgage payment with taxes and insurance and everything combined, it's going to be another $2,500. So then that combination between those two will be $3,000. Okay. So let's say now your monthly obligation is estimated to be $3,000. And then let's say that you make $10,000 a month and gross income so what would happen is they'll divide the the three thousand divided by ten thousand okay 
So that's going to give you, in this case, 30%. So in this case, your depth income ratio, which is called, you know, the back ratio in this case, which is a combination of all your total debt, including your mortgage debt, it's going to be 30%. So that would be pretty good. That means like about, you know, 30% of your gross income. So you would, you would probably get approved in that case. So that, that would be one income, oh, okay. a credit, right? So the next one will be, you know, uh, your credit, which also Ryan Bong talking about the different, um, the range. Okay. Uh, so the range, you know, think rate, you know, different, the different Equifax, Experian and TransUnion, which are the uh, organizations that, um, yeah, that provide what they call the FICO scores. Uh, what they do is they all have different, you know, similar charts from like, I think it's like 450 or something to like 850. That's kind of the range of uh, FICO scores. So in this case, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they will look at the minimum you can go with them is 620 FICO. And uh, obviously the higher, it's better. So over 720 is considered already good. So most lenders over 720 FICO have can provide you the best case scenario as far as the rate goes. Okay, thank mm -hmm. you, Yuko. So that yeah. gives us a lot of valuable information about the financing side, how to get pre-approved, um, and and a really really important piece of the process because you know Bong told us the story about that they had not get got pre-approved yet, and he went to go you know he and his family went to see the house. They were so excited they wanted to move in right away, and imagine the disappointment if he did not get approved. So it's a good idea, like Ryan did. I mean, I would think Hugo and Felipe to get pre-approved before, correct? Hundred percent. Something that in this case Felipe can hundred <laughs> percent agree on this is that yeah, and, and this is what Bong went through is that when you're ready to even consider going shopping or start looking for homes, we always recommend you get approved, not pre-approved. Get approved. Have you to find a loan officer and uh, that can really help you to get you know the process started and get your income, credit, and assets reviewed by an underwriter. Okay. okay. Thank you, Hugo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that very, very important information. First step there is get approved. Um, because I think many international nurses, as Ryan said, sometimes they don't think they can even get a loan because they, they've only been here for a short time. They are only green card hold, holders, not yet citizens. That is a misconception. Ryan and Bong are, are um, you know, are inspirations in that regard. And there are many nurses who have that. Um, but definitely first step is to get approved. And so Ryan and, and Bong shared the experiences of finding a house. Felipe, if somebody has not yet started looking, um, and they have now got approved for the mortgage. How would they go about finding a house? Welcome, everybody. So <laughs> I know we touched earlier on the importance of owning a home. And one quick thing I wanted to mention on that subject before I uh, answer your question is um, if stability in your budget, your home finances is very important. Uh, so once you get into a mortgage for your home, you know exactly what you're going to be paying most likely for the next 30 years as opposed to renting if you're renting a property you've got a few issues one is the landlord may raise your rent at any point it could be six months from now a year from now um it, so it's it's unstable you don't know exactly what you're going to be paying 
Second, um, obviously, you know, what Google touched on was building equity on your home. When you're renting, you're not building equity. The landlord is building equity and you're helping him with it. Uh, number three is you want to feel like you own the property. So you want to put your own flavor to it. You want to paint it how you want it. You want to maybe um, remodel the kitchen or change the flooring or maybe even add another bedroom. These are things that you can only do when you own the property, right? So I just want to make sure that that's clear, that there's absolutely a hundred reasons why owning a home is better than renting a home. Um, what to do after you're pre-approved. So one thing that I always recommend is to first find the right realtor in your town. So you want to make sure that you're working with somebody who has experience, who has the know-how, um, who's been through the trenches, um, who understands the market and can help you get through this process, right? One of the things that I typically do when I sit down with a uh, family, um, if they're first time home buyers, most of the time, I offer what's called a buyer orientation. It's where we sit down for about 30 to 45 minutes and I discuss the whole process. Um, I know we're gonna touch a little bit on what's, what escrow is, how to write offers, et cetera, but this is a conversation that I typically like to sit down for 45 minutes to an hour to discuss it properly. And it's, it varies between states, between cities. So just know that and um, keep that in mind. So that being said, during the buyer orientation process, the first thing I always recommend is find a lender, a loan officer in your town who is an expert in helping foreign nationals with getting a loan, right? That's important. Secondly, like Google mentioned, have them not just pre-approve you, but get you the full underwriter approval where they've already looked at your taxes, they already looked at your pay stubs, they looked at your bank statements, they look at your credit, and they give you an approval letter, which has a lot more weight when we go to submit offers, right? And like Ugo had explained also, you don't wanna be shopping around um, looking at houses, driving around, spending all this gas, unless you have your approval in place, right? I mean, if you like to look at homes just for fun, that's fine. But, you know, if, if you're going to fall in love with a house tomorrow, you want to be sure you're ready. I'm not sure how other markets are currently, but at least in San Diego, a house in San Diego these days won't Very be in the market for more than a week. Yeah, they're gone fairly quick. Um, it is it is a seller's market currently, so there's a lot more buyers and sellers. So you want to be proactive, you want to be aggressive, and more importantly, you want to be educated in the process. So going through that whole buyer orientation is is crucial, right? Um, through the buyer orientation, like I said, we talk about what escrow is, how to write offers, um, and also the other thing is the the needs analysis exactly what is it that is important to you so if you had to write your top 10 most important things about where you want to live is it a i must have three bedrooms or b i must live near the beach or i have to have no more than a 15 minute commute to work uh, i must be near the best school district in my town because i have two kids and i want to make sure that they have a great education I wanna make sure I'm living in a safe environment in, in, in a town where the crime rate is low because you know I want my family to be safe. Uh, and it could be down to, 
I'm, I must have a garage or I must have a yard for my pets. So that's what's called a needs analysis. And of course, you're not always going to find the 10 out of the 10 things that you want. But at least with your realtor, we can narrow it down to we can at least find you nine out of the 10 things that you must have. Um, and then some people even realize that some things aren't important as important as others. As we go through the list and you start rating it from one to 10, what's more important? Some people realize, you know what, now that I think about it, it is important for me to be 10 minutes from work because I don't want to spend half of my life driving on the freeway and putting myself in danger every day, right? Or like Ryan, who's across the street. <laughs> yeah, hey, that works. convenient, <laughs> right? So I see some of my coworkers parking in front of our house, like close to our house, I mean. <laughs> and whenever I want to work, because in the hospitals, it's always short staff. They, they just text Ryan, do you want to work? Okay, after five minutes, I'm already in clocking in from my... <laughs> Earning extra money and not having to worry about paying for gas. <laughs> worry about anything, whether what season is, whether it's heavy snow, I can go to, the, to my work three minutes. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.